hope there'd just be natural lag because that's how it goes with doing it over Skype or FaceTime. There's just a slight delay. Natural lag. <laughs> Boy, it's Sunday morning, and if you're listening to this, that may not be the case. But here, that sounds like a good time for some Pistol Shrimps Radio Sunday morning free throw scripture. Marky? My name is Mark McConville, and if you're listening to this, good for you. Great job. Because, because Ephelsians HD11 says, The cereal man came down rife with oats, flax, and beards, and chaff to put in a bowl full of a bunch of kid milk. And I'm talking K-I-D-D, like the goat's son. And it and was by the way, then. The Bible does have the phrase, and I'm talking. And it was then that the village's red outcast had come back into town wearing all crimson, sort of had dyed his garments in nature, making them slightly more purple, but also somewhat maroon. Did you know that maroon is a color and also a thing you can do to yourself if you're an outcast? And then it was said that Big Boy and Andre 3000 came down and had a speaker box. And that kid from Gethsemane who invented the tape measure was doing seminars and proto-TED Talks down at the Lake of Salt Flats. He walked on that water, but was more of a buoyant challenger to the efficiency of water and physics, which had not yet been invented. Stepson the escalator daughter came down from where she was, up on top of a hill, but in a sort of step situation. You know, like stairs. Anyway, she started staring at everybody sideways and started several battles. <laughs> Marky, it's good to see your face. We haven't really talked ever since this whole thing went down. That's right. We had a chance to get together, and my flight got in too late, and that is a bummer. Because I have been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What day is it today, Matt? Do you know? Sunday the 22nd. This is, I guess, day... Seven for Amanda and me in terms of quarantine. We're keeping a little quarantine journal. We are too. Yeah, we found that uh, that that helps you out, even if you're just writing down we ate eggs. Yeah, that's basically what we're doing because we were trying to eat eggs 19 times a day. So, uh, yeah, so you lose track around 12, 13, and then you got to start over. Yeah, and some of these are like spider eggs. Of course, you yeah. want to. You don't want to just eat chicken eggs. You want to get any kind of egg you can get. Yeah, in fact, we're not even getting chicken eggs at all. You can't. That's pre-coronavirus chicken eggs. They're done. Yeah. yeah. We're going to come out of this, and there's just going to be all kinds of different omelets you can have. Spider egg omelet. <laughs> if you're just listening to us now for the first time as a podcast, what we're I don't even know how to connect this back to the beginning, but essentially it all started with a women's rec league basketball game that my wife was playing on a regular weekly basis. Mark and I went to do play-by-play -play commentary beside the fact that we had no idea about the game and sports. Then it is now morphed into a mailbag season where we answer listener mail. And now we do it from the safety of our homes because it's March 22nd, 2020. And Stephen King's The Stand is a nonfiction book. Also, I think it's probably apropos to mention that most of these emails are from January of this well, year. Well, this will be so kind of a nice be, respite from... You'll, yeah, you'll yeah. remember you'll remember fonder times when people had weird concerns that they felt like they should write into this show about. Now, before we get to that, how are you holding up, Marky? How are you and Christina hunkering down in we're, Georgia? We're fine. Let's see. Here's, here's the report. We try to walk the dog. 
at least once a day. There's a lot of morning time coffee. And anybody that walks by our picture window in the front of our house, we wave and smile. Yeah. Because we're trying to be, you know, nice to people and try to at least give a pleasant hello. Because <laughs> you can't socially interact with anybody. That's we, right. We have gone on some errands. We've gone. We try to. We're trying to buy, you know, supplies from local shops and not big grocery stores. It's nice some, around our neighborhoods. The little cafes and restaurants have turned into markets selling ingredients and flowers and produce. Yeah, some of me, some of me, some of me, thinks uh-huh. that this is uh, it's a little trick so they can stay open. That's the thing that maybe I'm the most well, of course it is concerned. I don't know about concerned, but the thing I think about is just what will this be like for a lot of these businesses that are going to have to put stuff on hold. Yeah. Will they weather the storm? Are we going to be able to do business at some of these places or are they just going to have to close? We'll find out. This is out. fun to talk about, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did, we've done a few. We've gone out to bars and restaurants. They're all closed. You've tried to go to a bar and a restaurant? No, oh. not at all. We've brought the bar to our house. We do a morning time coffee. And I do the crossword I thought you were going to say a morning time cocktail. Well, we're getting there. <laughs> Midday, we try to get some business done. Then we did. We definitely do happy hour. A lot of Negronis going on in this house. The, you're talking about that was kind of Amanda's in my life. Right. So you're well equipped ma- for this. We've been training for this for years. And, <laughs> you know, on a macro level, obviously, it's very sad and tragic. And, I'm, yes. you know... It's concerning, and I really feel for the people out there that are immunosuppressed and the older people. I mean, even people in our family, we've had to, we have both have dads with health issues, and we also have each a couple of relatives that don't seem to understand the gravity of the situation and are almost defiant. And so it's been a real tightrope act getting those people to kind of be safe, not just for themselves, but for other people. But on a micro level, it's like mandatory heaven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm in my element. I'm the COVID kid, man. I'm yeah, telling you. You are the I'm great indoorsman. I am just jigsaw puzzling, Lego building, Stratego. Well, I haven't played Stratego yet. I'm really trying hard to get Amanda to play Stratego with she me. It hasn't it. worked out yet. But, and then, you know, recording some music and we'll take walks and everybody's really friendly on the street. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to ha- it's weird to feel... Like, and my anxiety is higher, but my stress is lower. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you don't have any strange. deadlines. This no, you know, so much of stress is deadline related in my life. Yeah, like how am I going to get all this done before that? And I guess they go hand in hand, stress and anxiety. But I get stressed out about, oh, I have to have this finished by X Y Z time. So yeah, I think Keep you talking. Yeah. I'm eating nuts. <laughs> It's the only thing left. <laughs> I'm not sure they're not just wood chips I found out in the backyard. How would you know anymore? It is ridiculous, too, to think this is, you know, a week. And what yeah. it must have been like in Oregon Trail Times when Sam and Quiznos got typhoid by the Snake right. River. Quiznos was a really popular name for, like, the settler era of oh, yeah. America. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean... If you've ever been to Wyoming, you've been to Quiznos Gulch. Oh, you're right. And the Subway restaurant is 
named after that, like Sam Adams beer is named after Sad Out, Sam Adams. Quiznos Subs is about the great founder of the Illinois Constitution and John Q. Quiznos. And the Q middle name was also Quiznos. And John Quiznos, Quiznos famously would toast sandwiches in the midday sun for everybody who was traveling. And that's how they got to the Donner Pass. And that's correct. Well, Matt, do you want to, yeah. uh, what do you want to do? You want to read these emails? We're, so again, if you know the show, you know we're, we're neck deep in, in emails. And trying to catch up with emails. I haven't read any of them. I just know that we have them. 58 yeah, let's do of it. Them. Okay, let's see what we can get done. Matt, we I've have got fi- another online f- appointment at 1 o'clock. So. Oh, you do? Yeah. You probably actually do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have 50 H emails to, re- to answer. I understand that. Okay. So let's go to this one. This is Lowen Orson. Hi, Mark and Matt. I was driving home listening to These Are Shrimps Radio, insanely jealous that you were relaxing in a hot tub when I heard you read a letter from Jessica Marks from Homer, Alaska. I knew right then and there that I had to email you to ask you to pass along my information to her. My, my family and I built a cabin in Ninachik and spend our summers up there. Ninachik is about an hour from Homer, and if there are fans of the shrimps in Homer, those are people I need to meet. Who, would you pass along my email to Jessica so we can meet up this summer, please and thank you? Lowen Reinhardt. Oh, well, why not? We did sort of in an earlier mailbag episode say we should try to get, you know, sort of a social connection thing going with through Pistol Shrimps Radio. Right. Because if you like this and other people like you like this, you need to like those people. <laughs> can someone put that on a cross stitch? Please do. What else are you doing? Put it on a cross stitch. <laughs> I'm flagging that email, Lowen, and I'll send it to, uh, I'll find that one from Jessica Marks, too. All right. Matt. Yeah. Here's our next email. This is from Sarah Smith. Hello from Mozambique. Whoa. Dear Matt and Mark, I'm currently serving in the Peace Corps as a high school English teacher in a rural small town in the south of Mozambique. I could say with confidence I wouldn't be here doing this without Pistol Shrimps Radio. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just sort of like uh, the voices of home. I'm just positing that. It was a small comment by a guest on Molly Hockey's Spermcast way back in the summer of 2018 that made me say, oh, hey, I'll run off and join the Peace Corps after college, and now I'm here. I wouldn't have been following her show if not for the love and respect you instilled for me in me for these our shrimps, and if she didn't happen to speak with someone who was a vo- once a volunteer, who knows what path I would have taken right out of school. So thanks a whole lot for inadvertently providing me with an adventure of a lifetime. I thought of writing this email yesterday, and then just this morning, a nurse from the local hospital asked if I'd join her women's soccer team. Whoa. It all feels very full circle in a roundabout way. I'll pass along our schedule so you can fly down to commentate on a game. Your boogie, Sarah. <laughs> wow, I want to have this person told Molly, I hope. Well, we'll have to let Molly know. Yeah. You've got a lot of correspondence, a lot of email forwarding to do already. We're only two so. emails in. What if all 58 of these emails are, can you just forward this to my... Hey, can you introduce me to John? Yeah, or like, I'm trying to get uh, Bryson and e- IT department to send down a bunch of monster cables. Could you forward this? It's just task work for... 
All right. This email is from Jeremy. Hello from Atlanta. Hello, my tot hub boogies. Top hub boogies gonna give you lots of noogies, wedgies, and swirlies, and put you in the trash. My name's Mr. But call me sister, cause I do a lot of gender bending dashes. He did say tot hub, like hot tub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the last season during a live video after a shrimps game and taping, I said Matt's house looked like Fraser Crane's fuck palace. And that, and Matt said that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. You're welcome, Matt. I spoonerized by accident a lot of my job as an audiobook narrator. My favorite so far is Beautiful Burple. <laughs> you guys make my uh, make me so very happy. Thank you, Jeremy, J.F. Harding. If you're nasty, Matt. I just re- want to say, yeah, I, that sounds vaguely familiar. But I would like to invite Fraser Crane over. Fraser Crane. Over here to fuck whenever he wants to get it on. And I'm, I was going to say, you know, not with me. He can bring whomever he wants. But, uh, you know, me too. I don't know. Yeah. You ever had sex with a fictional character, Matt? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Have I ever. Yeah. Huckleberry yeah. Hound? <laughs> no, the gonk droid. <laughs> uh, do you remember Burple, Matt? I begged my parents for burple and I couldn't get it. It was a what, what it was, was like a um, a powdered drink mix that came in a sort of collapsible mm. plastic uh, uh oh. bottle. So it came flattened, you know, like about yeah. 2 inches high and then you would pull it open and you um, just put water, water in. Was that that might have been after my time which seems like a silly thing to say about sugar cuz is there really such a thing? But Well, I feel like it came and went. Oh, there maybe, was not yeah. a lot of you know long life for purple, but I do remember. I, I wonder oh, if man, that I was something purple. that was there on the West Coast. Maybe it was just like Menards. <laughs> you get Menards and purple. You got, you had Ganol though, which also sounds we, sort of dirty. We still do. I know it yeah. sounds sort of dirty. The regional hardware store here in the Los Angeles area is Ganol Lumber. Yeah, Ganol. It um, it's like. It's sort of Gandalf. It also sort of reminds me of gonads, but it should and balls. And balls. It's got the it's got the most distinctive parts of gonads and balls. Yeah. The best parts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a turducken of genitalia. Anyway. <laughs> Cross ditch it. Send it into <laughs> Reader's, Reader's Digest. Digest. Jason writes in, well, shit, I never, ever do this, but the last email bags have really meant a lot. I'm a huge fan of the work you guys do. In the coming year, may all your leechmans be chlorist and your bugs be honed. Thanks, Jason Graff. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. All right, let's see here. Oh, this guy maybe didn't. Oh, he forwarded his own email because he wasn't sure if he sent it. This is from Edward. Matt Mark. This is a forwarding special. Yeah, but he forwarded his own email. I mean, this is new territory. Okay. Because he forwarded his own... He forwarded this email twice. Okay. I can't decide if I'm fest crawling or frest calling that you guys are wrapping up your regularly broadcasted broadcastings. What would you say, Matt? Crestfallen would be fest crawling. I'd say fest crawling because the more you can get an actual word out of it, the better. Yeah, I agree with you. I started listening to your podcast after finding out that the marvelous Paul F. Tompkins was on an episode or two, and from first listen, it was as if Chorus Leachman herself came down from the mountain and presented me with unlimited barley pops straight from Fuckman's Leap. 
<laughs> Here's the real kick in Kubich. I'm from Chicago, and my beloved wife and I are coming to L.A. for Christmas. This is from December 5th. Wow. Okay. I hope to come to a Pistol Shrimps game and take a stab at meeting you, which I would not have been easy now that I know you have a sword. All right. They didn't get here till December 21st, a day late, and a dollar Easter Alexa short. Did we do a show on... This is... Wait. This is, is from, from 2018. 2018. Wow. Well, Ed, look, he said, all joking a salad, you two have brought me much joy over the past couple of years, and I can't thank you enough for that. Your humor and friendship is something to aspire to. Look forward to anything and everything you'll be doing post-Pistol Shrimps Radio, and wish you, a, you and yours a happy, happy holidays. Well, thanks, Edward. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, uh, listen, well, this is the best we can do under these circumstances, especially since you know that new podcast idea that Mark and I have been kind of germinating is definitely something that cannot be done. Yeah, that is on a global circumstance. That is on a deep freeze. <laughs> Don't mind me just eating some yogurt and granola. Oh, I'm having um, some. Flanagan Farms Natural Foods Nuts and Fruit Unsalted No Peanuts Is that because you got a peanut allergy Or you just That's what was available That's just what was in the pantry man Amanda and I did a big grocery run A week or so ago To Bristol Farms And this was just on She's Amanda's Real She micromanages the food around the house And I don't say that With any disdain but this was something I slipped into the cart. Good job, buddy. Because it was so full, I could I could get a couple of things in there. <laughs> Under the radar. Mm-hmm. This is John Daniel. I will give you my money. Just please keep podcasting. I admit I miss the ladies of the shrimps. Anything you could do with them would be amazing. Love, John. Well, John, like we just said, our idea is on ice, baby. Yeah, but yeah, here we are, here we are podcasting doing this. remotely and with a mouthful of nuts. Yeah, this like might be the foreseeable lumber. future for us here. Just eating nuts and reading emails. And neat nuts. Oh, this is great. This is from Joshua. Howdy, boogies. No question, but years ago, I briefly worked at the Budo Lerd restaurant on Universal City Walk and sold Mark a chicken sandwich or two. <laughs> the oh, Ludo. Wow. Bur- Do you know Ludo Bird, Matt? No, I don't remember that. Was that there when I was there? Uh, I doubt it. This is Chef Ludo. He's a L.A. you know, mega chef, celebrity chef guy. He's got a couple of restaurants around town, but he makes this spicy chicken sandwich, and he opened a little location on Universal City Walk. Mm. And I would go, when I worked there, I would go get that chicken sandwich maybe once a week. Good stuff. Anyway, wow. he said, I told my coworkers that we just had our first celebrity customer, but they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> they also didn't know who George Lucas was when he walked by. So who's laughing now? Yeah, that, that, come on. These people are out of the game. You can't go up to them for celebrity confirmations. Anyway, does, does Lorge Jukas sound like a Star Wars man? Guess I had a it question sure after does. all. He really does. Lorge Jukas. Lorge Jukas. <laughs> What do you think Lord Jukas looks like? Lord Jukas will know the truth. Do you think he's really old? I think he's... Or is he like kid wisdom? He's like a pitch black Jabba the Hutt with bright yellow eyes. George Lucas. And he lives in a Lord silkworm Jukas. tunnel. Lord Jukas. He lives in a silkworm tunnel. It's better than a silkwood tunnel. Well, well the but shower the, you uh, have to take after going in yeah. there. 
this is from Seth. Hello, first time, long time. Two questions we'd love to have answered. I don't know who we is. It's one person hmm. writing this email. How did you choose your theme song, the intro outro? What was the process? Is it clipped from something longer? Can you once and for all say definitively what the lyrics are? There's a lot of questions, but I feel like we got that from a. There's we got a, that from a royal some library site that I have. Uh, yeah, a site that I have access to called Epidemic Sound. I believe there's a couple I can get into, and that one. I think we were looking for just like sports anthems, and that one reminded us of CNC Music Factories, like temperature rise, work me all night. <laughs> you got the groove. Come on, let's work, baby. Yeah. Baby, let the rhythm take control. Let the rhythm move you. Here it is, a group. No, that's summertime. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's the only logic behind it that I can remember. Yeah, and I think I can also say that having just searched that library for some more music that uh you really do sort of have to search for sporty anthem yeah. you have to this s- is for your mascots podcast coming out soon, that's right. right you know what tomorrow is the first one. Oh, really yeah it's debuting tomorrow i gotta talk to you about well, put we should put on this feed because it's i can put out the first one for free you got it buddy now plug it a little take take a moment come on i've Christ been interviewing some, i talk enough on this i've thing. been interviewing some people about mascots of all stripes sports Japanese retail mascots a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's been fun. I've talked to some nice, fun people that I think people will enjoy, and it'll be on Stitcher Premium. The first uh, eight are done. I'm Who's doing... the first episode guest? It's it's our friend Paul F. Tompkins. You can't do better for a first episode guest. I, I had to have it. That's the That was my one requirement. I said, after Paul, I will know if this is going to work. And it was such a fun conversation to have with him. It's the imprimatur. That means your podcast is sanctioned mm-hmm. and official. That's right. Yeah. So that's coming. That I guess every other week we'll put out an episode, but it's going to be real hard to record them <laughs> in the coming month. So I'm glad Unless I have some. I have some. You bank. meet with your meet meet with your guests. Each of you wearing a full mascot uniform, right? That could kind of seal you off. We'll really put the mask in mascots. Now we're talking. You got No one knows what lies behind the masquerade. So can you say what definitively the lyrics are of the Pistol Shrimp Radio theme song? No, because now I just have the CNC Music Factory one. I know know they say get up, up. get up, and go crazy, but that doesn't even feel right to me. I don't even know. I got to see if I can find that old file. Also, the way the, the library works is that you can... You don't have to play the full song. You can take stems, parts of the song, and just play the beat or just play the melody. You don't have to have so, the words yeah. in there. But I think we that's the full... We use the full one? I We're trying to give so. you guys everything we can. Yeah, we really want to get down to the nuts and bolts of this here. Yeah. Um, so if we're going to have know. a CNC Music Factory knockoff song as our theme, we want to give you the whole goddamn song. The whole goddamn one. Let me see. I'm I'm opening an old episode file. Just this to is, see if you can get it going. This is actually the first ever episode. April 21st, 2015. That sounds right. Now I'm going to turn up my speakers and just put the mic to the speakers. Hold on. Great. I'm going to eat granola while you do this. Okay. This will be great. Can you hear that? Feel it. Feel it. Get up, get, get up, up, and go get crazy. Up and go crazy. It's five minutes to game time here at Pan Pacific Park. 
California. <laughs> That's right, Matt. This is Mark McConville for Pistol Shrimps Radio, your home for Pistol Shrimps basketball. It's time to lay down some hardwood and skin some rubber. I'm Matt Gordon. Wow, that's the first ever episode. We hadn't even developed our distinct comedic voices. Matt, should we, maybe our next, because we can't do what we were going to do, maybe we should do an interim podcast where we do... Pistol Shrimps Pistol Radio, Shrimps Pistol, Radio Shrimps Pistol Shrimps commentary, commentary tracks, tracks over, over Pistol Shrimps Radio. We call the play-by-play of a Pistol Shrimps Radio episode. Yeah. yeah. That would be horrible. Yeah, it'd be stupid because yeah, you'd want to listen to the original and then you'd hear our dumbasses talking about our dumbasses. I mean, think about this episode alone. Already the audio quality's for shit. I'm just leaving speakers on and bumping <laughs> them in and feeding them back. We're both eating sacks of nuts. It's, uh, you know... Yeah, we're going down to Ganol Lumber later on to lumber our Ganols. Anyway, Seth's second question is, what is the thing on each of your Wikipedia pages that's the most wrong? My Wikipedia page is crazy. Someone did more research on me than I even know about myself. Like high school theater, I mean college theater productions and stuff. Yeah. I sadly don't, well, I guess maybe not sadly, I don't have a Wikipedia page and my lovely wife, one day, I came home from wherever I was, and she said, I'm I'm making your Wikipedia page. I don't know why you don't have one. You certainly have done enough in the podcasting world. You've done as much as a lot of people that have pages. So she yeah. worked tirelessly looking up stuff, doing the research. It was like a project. It was like a research project, and then the whole thing was denied. Why? I don't know. I Did think she because know, she's a new user and sort of... Oh, they're suspicious that it's you? Yeah, but what difference does that make? I guess because you know. can pump up... I mean, I'm an honest person, so I would not put anything on my Wikipedia page that was yeah, a lie. Mine has so much on it, it feels like it looks like I did it. Because it feels <laughs> like there's stuff on there that only I would know. Right. Like my blood type. Is that really on there? No, no. <laughs> There, I'm trying to remember. There is some There's stuff. I, re- I have looked at yours because I think Christina was looking at yours because she. we went to the Superego site because there's a small Wikipedia for that, which is also insane why that isn't bigger. But who ca- I don't care. Yeah, let me see here. Um, I think it has some things wrong. Let me see. Yeah, look. I want you to do actually do the work and look at this thing now. Corley has acted in Technosa in the Los Angeles area, including Curly, like it knows I'm Curly in Of Mice and Men, and <laughs> Tiphilus in The Comedy of Errors. They must have like gone, to, I don't know, like found an old resume or gone to the school's website. Dogberry's henchman and Much Ado About Nothing, Orville and the Doctor in spite of himself. I didn't even I know don't this even stuff know this was stuff. up here. I don't know this Hal, stuff about you. Hal and Loot. Brinsley and Black Comedy. These were at the like Center Theater in Long Beach. Oh my God! I don't. I must. Have, maybe it was an old bio or something. Jesus! Someone saved a uh, theater program and just took your bio and entered it into Wikipedia. Yeah. Wow, this has been updated since I've even last seen it. Um. But is anything wrong? Is anything incorrect? I guess. Not, 
Matt in Gorley. 2006, Gorley and Carter launched Super Ego, an improvisational podcast they conceived of on Christmas Eve 2005. I don't think that's right. Oh. Hi, Marty. Hi. I'm just grabbing some scissors. <laughs> Hi. She's making an Edward Scissorhands costume. That's how bored she is. But I only have one pair of scissors. <laughs> so it's a Captain Hook slash Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> but she's making a fake hand to go on the amputated scissors. Okay, hang in there, everyone. <laughs> Sidebar, Matt. I I got dressed the other day. I just put on real clothes instead of sweatpants or pajama bottoms or whatever. And it's just stuff that I wear all the time. And Christina just said, you look so cute. Uh, As if... <laughs> But like, th- there's nothing special about what I was wearing. It was just sort of just clothes I wear on on any other day. But the <laughs> fact that I hadn't put them on in like three days maybe was the, the thing. Because why get dressed? Okay. Are you ready? Anyway. Are, what else is on there? Anything good? I think it's, yeah, but I think everything's pretty accurate. Um, but maybe not stuff you would highlight. No, I, I don't know why anyone would be interested in my old plays um, we're all theater buffs. But then there's like bigger roles I played that aren't on here. Yeah. Like so I played Mercutio, Touchstone, Sir Andrew, Horatio. Those aren't on there, but Antiphilus from, <laughs> from Comedy of Errors. I mean, I guess that's, I don't know. It must just be all that's out there. All right, Seth, we thank you for your question about Matt's Wikipedia page. Mine doesn't exist. Yeah, get Marky a, a Wikipedia page. Yeah, if you guys need a project while you're just sitting around your apartments and homes, just load up on Wikipedia. Here's the only you thing can I'm make up my page. Life. I don't care. Make it up. Matt Gorley lives in Los Angeles with his wife Amanda Lund and their cat Margo, the fat guy. And in 1997, Gorley won a contest to see who could best imitate the sound of a flushing toilet. Those are the two things about my personal life. Like that's my that's personal. I don't like to talk about. That. You also don't live in Los Angeles. I guess I live in Los Angeles County. True. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Christopher writes, Hello, Shrimperinos. Greetings from London, England. Just taking advantage Mm. of the mailbox open season to ask if you've seen the 2006 David Lynch short, What Did Jack Do?, in which he interrogates a monkey. I found it- 2006? That just came on Netflix. 2016. I found it that, impossible to watch hmm. without imagining that the monkey was written and voiced by Matt doing one of his tight-throated voices. I'm certain you'd both get a large kick out of it. Thanks for all you do. Looking forward to the new project, Chris in London. Now, Christina and I were scouring Netflix for something to watch last night, and I want to talk to you about what we watched. But we watched the preview for What Did Jack Do? And Christina yeah. remarked, that's about as much of that as I need to see. I think that's a general consensus. I haven't seen it, but I've heard people say the same thing. All right. Do you know what we landed on on Netflix last night, Matt? Zumbo's Just Desserts Season 2? No. Tootsie. Oh. I, neither one of us had ever... me it might be you. That might be the best part of that movie. Have you... You've seen it? Oh, that's interesting because this is that's in, a movie I love, but if you're coming to it now, yeah. probably it's not great. This is hard because I had really? never seen it. This is like... It came out in 1982, so it's right in... The sweet spot of me not seeing it. That's right. Movie right? embargo. Because I yeah. was five, and we didn't go to the movies as a family very much, and we didn't we didn't watch movies that was not a family activity. So I have this 80s movie 
glut where I haven't seen a lot of stuff. But Christina yeah. hadn't seen it either. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, well, it's a classic. Let's watch it. It is pretty rough. Really? See, that's interesting. I still think of it as a classic and one that I love. James and I will watch it occasionally. Um, but I could see when you're coming at it now, especially in He's this dis- day and age. Dustin Hoffman's character is despicable yeah, in all right. ways. And, and even yeah. when he is Dorothy, he's right. pretty... The approach is not great. He However... Let oh, me just make the case. You got please. a movie with da- Dabney Coleman, He's Charles great. Durning, and He's Terry Garr. And those three right there. And you have this is a this is gold in the uh, in the personality disorder mine. You have Bill Murray as a sympathetic character. Whereas Which usually in the movies he's in, he's the more re- like re- uh, he's sort like of reprehensible an ag- one. Yeah, he's reprehensible and aggressive a lot of times as a character. He's just he's a dick a lot more than I think people are willing to admit. Yeah, but in this case, he's that he's the sympathetic roommate who's just trying to get his buddy through this thing. I just found it to not be as harebrained as I thought it would be. No, were you kind of expecting more of a Mister Mom? It's more know. of a drama. Yeah, it is more of a drama. I guess I don't know. But, I I mean, this will tell you everything you need to know. I thought that he was a journalist who couldn't get a job. Oh, and then no, he, he's an he dressed actor. in drag to get on the to get on the like nightly news like the primetime news uh, shows that's what i thought the plot of tootsie was oh wow so when it opens with him being an overbearing acting teacher i was like oh i was way off on this yeah it is really hard to make a character sympathetic when all they want is a role so like la la land or this I'm just out, you know? Yeah. Although I do love this movie. Part of it, too, is just the cinematography of the early 80s. You see it in Superman and Tootsie and Mr. Mom, even Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's kind of gauzy and diffused. There's a grittiness to it. And then, like, it. you mix that with that Stephen Bishop song, and I'm just getting things done. I'm running errands. I'm doing deep cleaning. I'm in there moving it around. All the performances are great. The looks are great. Man, I would, I would love to go into Michael's closet. Yeah, his clothes it's like good. the way what he's wearing. That's what I yeah. want to be wearing every day. There's yeah, a lot to like Jessica about it. Lang, yeah. There's a, there is a lot to like about it, and I think the performances are great. But boy, just subject wise, it's hard. It's yeah, tough, it doesn't it doesn't stand the test of time conceptually. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Is there a movie where a guy pretends to be a woman so he can be a newscaster? That's not a thing, is it? I don't think so. I mean, what are the famous cross-dressing movies? Mrs. Uh, Doubtfire. Victor Victoria, Mrs. Doubtfire, Bosom Buddies TV show. Um, um, white Chicks. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I wouldn't recommend Tootsie as a I, quarantine I need to watch. see it again. I, I would maybe uh, academically or something. I don't know. Uh, that's maybe what our, our viewing, we're trying to not do garbage viewing in this time of being home a lot, we're trying to go, what is a thing that we just have not collectively seen in our household? And can we sit and watch it? Right. Trying yeah, to be now's more a good time for that. Yeah. You want another email here? You got it, buddy. <laughs> Hello, boogies. This is from Kyle Skerich. Wow. Skerich. I need no translation. Okay. This, uh, let me just read it. Hello, boogies. First time, long time. Love the show. I was a couple episodes behind. That won't happen again. Have you ever been listening to a podcast and they start talking about you? It's very weird. 
I remember it started with, I don't watch much TV, but I'm addicted to podcasts. After I explained what a podcast is, the Jenny asked for a suggestion. I could have suggested Marin, but why? I told her about a show where two guys who know nothing about basketball do play-by-play for LA Women's City basketball team. It sounds ridiculous because it is, I said. I knew the Jenny would be down with it. When you meet a Pistol Shrimps person, you can tell. It makes me happy to learn that I led her to more podcasts and more LOLs. That's how the Jenny became a boogie. I'm still in a bit of shock. Matt and Mark, thanks for the funny. My favorite sacks of gunny. Jenny, go screw. Rock on my boogies. Kyle. Matt, it's Kyle Skerich. It's the tech guy. Do you remember this? Jenny wrote in and said that there was a guy who turned me on to Pistol Shrimps Radio, and he worked in the technical part of my job or some shit like that, and then here he is saying, here I am. But aren't they supposed to be connected? Don't we need to connect them? You got another email forwarding. I'm putting a blue flag on it. Blue flag, Matt. That means send an email to someone. (laughs) Send Send me an email. Now this right this now. next team, Kyle Jenny, we're gonna we're gonna get you connected. How about that? Let's let's say Kyle Jenny meet up in Alaska with those other two, yeah. and I'm talking right now. Get on a plane; it's safe. Yeah, a- actually, take an Alaskan about. cruise. Take an Alaskan cruise. Yes, get up there and swim ashore, and that'll get rid of the virus. And just lick all the surfaces. Lick your way across the country, people. The Tootsie Pop Tour. Lick your way across the country. Try to get to the center of this virus. Jeremy Vandebosch writes, In the song Epic by Faith No More, it sounds to me like Cobra Commander is saying, What is it in the chorus? What do you think? What is it? That's all Cobra. Matt ever does. What is it? It is my scepter. I was just watching the like three over three minute opening musical number for G.I. Joe the movie. So oh. it's you got to check it out. With The so Rock? It's go- no, no. No, I'm talking like the animated movie, God damn it. Yeah. Don't don't joke. Don't ever do that. That's just that's you you <laughs> you've gone too far. Um so there's like a over 3 minutes this animated sequence of just the theme song and it incorporates that one that you know from the TV show, you know, like you'll fight da, da, da. Yeah, GI Joe against Cobra the enemy, but there's a whole like couple of sections of Cobra's interlude and their song goes Cobra Cobra or something like that <laughs> and they have like this like madrigal opera in fact let me bring it up <sighs> cover for me Mark I'll bring it up we gotta just hear a taste of it you got it I bet you Destro sings bass and Baroness sings treble <laughs> Destro sings bass Baroness sings treble Ba ba da ba do with the band. I don't know that song well enough, but yeah, I can, three three minutes and fourteen seconds. You just gonna play? You gonna play the whole thing? Play the whole thing? No, but we're gonna hear. You gotta hear this cobra fugue or whatever it is. Yep. Yep. We're 20 seconds, 25 seconds in, no lyrics so far. There's fireworks going off at the Statue of Liberty balloons. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Here we go. Cobra. Cobra. 
good, huh? Yeah. Hey, have you ever thought of going as Destro for Halloween? I've done almost every bald thing, but I have not done Destro. That'd be awesome. You could do like silver head with kind of like little fragment lines. But why not just go full out and be the silver surfer and have my dangly all jangled? Well, I'm assuming you're doing that anyway. Yeah. I did do a silver face mask once. Christina had sort of like a one of those, it's like a gooey thing that dries on your face and it cleans it out, but it was silver in color. There's a picture on my Instagram. You could see what I might look like as Destro. But then Christina could be the Baroness. Yeah, she'd make a great Baroness. Yeah, you both, you should do that. And then I'll go as Flint and Amanda will be. <laughs> she, I guess she could be, be Lady Scarlet. J. Yeah. But Lady J has short brown hair. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we should be... I'm more of a flint. She's more of a scarlet. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. This needs work. But yeah, we we'll will f- get to this and then report back. We'll figure it out. We got an email from Matt Huggins. Greetings, Pistol Shrimps Radio. Huggins. We're in the height caps with the white caps. The only unofficial self-proclaimed alleged podcast for the professional women's hockey team in Minnesota, our beloved Minnesota Whitecaps. We could be thought of in some ways as the Pistol Shrimps' less popular polar opposite. We host a show for and about professional women's hockey players, but really have no idea how to run a podcast. We could, but aren't, nor will we ever be. Anyway, would you ever consider coming out of retirement to call a professional women's hockey game in Minnesota? We hear the weather this time I in would. LA. It, the, the weather in LA this time of year is pretty rough. Unlike our paradise, we miss your show and all the uh, and the allotment of fantastic brouhaha. All the best, coach and hugs. Nightcap with the white caps. Coach and cugs. I'd take a cruise ship out to Minnesota. I'd be a little too worried that I know too much about hockey. Oh right, I really do That'd know hockey like if, inside and out. It'd be like if you like did a an, stunt, if Chris File. Yeah, play by play podcast. Yeah. Or if you did a um, a stunt show play oh. by play, oh, could we do that? Oh, that'd be amazing. We should go to Universal and do a play by play of the Waterworld stunt show as a special episode. I guess still doing that right now, right? I think so. Well, today, like as yeah. we speak, yeah. There's shows at I'm two o'clock, like with four o'clock, and the the nighttime <laughs> show at six fifteen. You want to see Waterworld when the sun has gone down? By the way. I don't know that I've ever seen a night walk. Yeah, you got to see the last show of the day. It's the best one. Is that? Oh, really? Cause but you got to go in the winter. Tech. Why? Because then it's dark at 4.15. Right. Yeah. But the late show with the lights is more fun. The fire just gets real bright. Crashing through the night comes an eerie sight. Cobra! 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 Pretty good, huh? It's an earworm. It sticks with you like it should. Scott Scott McKinnon writes in, Gents, I wrote in earlier, and I'm hoping to get on again. Uh, I'm currently working on a playlist that cons- contains all the songs sung, spoken about, alluded to, or other or overheard during the entire run of the podcast. Only Whoa. songs, though. Band names or albums would just balloon the playlist. I'm four episodes in, and I've already added 31 songs. What? Are they listed? If anyone's interested in, in listening, they can search Pistol Shrimps Radio on either Apple Music or Spotify. Note what? that due to out. weird licensing agreements, I may not be able to get all songs on these playlists. For example, Apple Music has Dr. Dre, nothing but a G-thang, but Spotify doesn't. I've created an email where your loyal listeners can send me feedback on the playlists 
That email is psrplaylist at gmail.com. Thanks for everything. I had no idea about this. Is this real, Matt? Are you I'm verifying it up right on now? Apple Music. Yeah. Check it on Apple Let's Music. See. I don't have Spotify. For, it's a playlist, right? Yeah. You said? Yeah. Pistol hmm. Shrimps Radio playlist. And then it says, looks like someone beat me to it. Great minds think alike. So I guess maybe Scott was in the middle of doing this and somebody else had already done it. It's not showing up. But you're up not online. finding it. Because I, I search Pistol Shrimps Radio and no playlists come up. Huh. Just songs, albums, and artists. Maybe he decided, you know what? This is not worth it. I'm not doing it. Hmm. Let me see. Hold on. I'm holding. Uh, no, I got nothing. Nothing. Well, we'll we'll continue yeah. to search. Maybe we'll write that guy. You want me to blue flag him? Yeah, forward his own email to himself. I'm going to do that. Okay, Matt, we got a... This is... This will tell you it's from January 30th, 2020. Maybe I'll try to rewrite the question. I'm going to read you this, but then I'll 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 sort of repurpose the question. Okay. Who is Kubich voting for in the primary? What does he think of Pete Buttigieg? So it's now March 22nd. And so the primary season is sort of over. We've already gone through it, but here with a sort of primary recap is our friend Kubich. <laughs> I am fully endorse a brave ticket of Pitos Buchachak and Amis Klobuchus. Oh, oh, so you you wanted a ticket of Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. Yep. Okay, but did, what did you think? I mean, Bernie Sanders, he wants this Medicare for all. He wants to, you know, the 1% uh, of the 1%. No, uh, no, he's not good. He's not good. No, he's not good. Okay, what about Joe Biden? It seems like he might just take this whole thing down. No, no, Joe Biden, no good. He's no Pichab good either. Budugoch hasta Amiba Klabachus. Okay, so you really want, are you just going to vote for them even though they're not really going to be on the ticket? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Amy Klobuchar could be vice president. Maybe Pete Budicic and Amy Klobuchar both be vice president. Well, there's also talk that Kamala Harris might be a vice president. Kamala Harris. No, no good. Oh, you just say her name just like it. You say it. She's Kubich. She, Ian. <laughs> well, this has been the primary recap with Kubich. Thanks, Kubich. Yeah, no problem. What are you doing to sort of occupy your time during this self-imposed quarantine period? Leaking my watch across America. Okay, very good. We got an email here. This is, oh boy, this is a long one. This is from Taylor McMillan. The subject is Dear Penthouse. Oh. <laughs> From Taylor McMillan, just wanted to type up some words of gratitude. You fellows have brought immense joy, humor, and comfort to my life since discovering you via Spontanea Nation. Shout out to Paul F. Tompkins. I truly love both of you for delivering laughs and positivity in everything you create and can't wait to see what you do next. Matt, your Koch voice and H.R. Giger never cease to make me look like a goddamn lunatic suffering from horroric, horrific spats of laughter. Mark, I really admire your improbability to bounce off of literally anything and make the simplest thing hilarious. Your works have helped myself and countless others through the macadamia nut shitstorm that life can sometimes be. And I hope this finds both of you well and wishing you nothing but the best. One day I hope to see you guys in person, if only to spoonerize everything you say. Much love from Taylor. That's just nice to hear, Matt, isn't it? I was eating some nuts. 
When, I'd like to finish now and say thank you, Taylor. That is very nice to hear. You were ne- you were eating some nuts while I was reading an email about a macadamia nut shitstorm. <laughs> yeah, that's coming later. <laughs> this is from Jill. Hey, my boogies. Your recent mailbag episodes inspired me to listen to the entire Pistol Shrimps radio catalog over again. And like many folks in Pistol Shrimps Nation, the podcast is helping me through a super difficult time. Oh, Jill. It includes a divorce and an upcoming surgery. I oh, feel no. for you. This is in February, so hopefully this is all... Oh, can you imagine I, that right I now? Know, oh. Anyway, you oh, you read my previous well, email. Jill. You read my previous email in the Hot Tub episode, and I was thrilled. But had I known you might read it on the podcast, I would have written much a much better note. So here it is. I've been listening to all the episodes in a fairly short time, and I've noticed how often the name Jill comes up in your banner banter across the seasons. This is so Jill amazing. And Steve. Yeah, Jill and Steve. This is so amazing to me because it's not a name you hear a ton. I spent my childhood wandering gift shops searching for anything with my name on it. Pen, mini license plate, keychain, anything. But I always came up short. I still look and never find anything with my name on it. So thanks for making it a part of the podcast in so many episodes. Whether or not you read this on the podcast, please know how much joy and laughter you have brought me during this awful chapter of my life. Now go screw. Much love, your boogie, Jill. (laughs) Well, that's funny. I don't think of Jill as an uncommon name. I think because the first girl I ever had a crush on in kindergarten, a little redhead named Jill Dudich, Whoa, she must have been Kubitschian. Dudich. 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 Jill Dudich. Jill Dudich. And then James Bladen and I are writing a little screenplay with the lead character's name is Jill. It's even in the title. Yeah. I feel like Jill, Jill and I, we always like riff on something like, you know, uh, you know, brick face Jill, the slaughterhouse swill. Or you're just, you're up on Chloris Leachman Hill with backwater Jill. Yeah. I found my jail on Leachman Hill. <laughs> anyway, Jill, your name is not uncommon to us. It is everyone. You are all, we are all of us Jills. <laughs> Brendan <laughs> writes, voice. Hey, you weird mall kid. Sorry to continue your Sisyphusian torture, but I found your mailbag episodes after iTunes um, unsubscribe me sometime back. One day you'll be caught up on emails, but it won't be yet. If this isn't clear by now, the listeners are here and hunger for whatever you two put out. I'll keep it short with a few short questions. Have the Zoids been built so hard you can't sit down? (laughs) Did we... I don't know that we got Zoids. We were looking for Zoids. You said, hey... Find we some got, Zoids. Like more uh, recent Zoids. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't think we ever got classic Zoids, the dinosaur Zoids. Have you guys been healthier without listeners bringing so many treats? Well, Brendan, I can only speak for myself. I don't have any trouble finding treats on my own. I don't need the listeners to send them, but yeah. when they did, I guess I was doubling down on treats. So, been trying to be and a little healthier. I've been off sugar since the new year. Are you still off sugar on time- the quarantine? Yeah, you are. Golly. I'm not off it now as a um, as a rule where I was for like a month or two, but so I've had one cookie and one muffin, and that's it the whole year. Other oh than God. like added sugars, those yeah. are the only things I've had, and those have been deliberate choices. Where like today I'm gonna have a muffin and the other day a cookie, but um, I will say that for the first time in my life I am sleeping better, and it's got to be connected. I'm sure it is. If you had to arm wrestle a police procedural television star, who would it be? 
Mm, that's a great question. Yeah. I'm going to go Marg Helgenberger from the original CSI. I'm going to go with that gothy bang bang haircut lady, Paulette something. The lady tech. Now, what's her are name? Are we choosing who I don't who know. Who we could beat? I mean, I'm if I'm going to yeah, if, is it who if you I want to lose, wanna... if I want right. to lose, I'm going straight Boreanaz. David Boreanaz. Oh, I'm going LL Cool J. Yeah. You know, I'd like to arm wrestle Ice-T just to do it. Uh, yeah. That'd be fun. Hmm. I wonder how Chris O'Donnell and I would fare together. You'd cancel each other out. Really? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I'll look in. What exotic animal would you want to cradle like a cat named Fat Guy? Mm, an exotic animal, huh? Hmm. I have cradled an orangutan before. You would want an otter, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's on the list. We're going to make it happen. I'd take a koala. Oh, that'd be good. Thanks for all the permission to just be silly. Scuttling around North Weddington Gym, Brendan McCullough. Thanks, Brendan. Hey, I want to get to something Jill said about re-listening to the whole catalog. And I, people say that a lot, and that's pretty amazing. And I thought, like, I, I try to imagine the circumstances that people would do that. And then I thought, would I ever do that? And then I thought, no, because I don't really listen to my own podcast. But then I thought, later in life, I bet I will re-listen to all these because I will want to relive our friendship. Yeah, you know what I mean? there'll be... Christina, just today when we got up, today is our anniversary, by the way. Happy it's our anniversary. Six year anniversary. What oh do we have God. planned? Nothing. Well, what can you do? Yeah, you can't. Well, we might we might do a date. You could have Fraser Crane over. <laughs> we might. You know what I'm saying? Um, but she was going through her old Instagram. Just It's just a little memory lane. It's just a little photo yeah. album right in your phone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is sort of like an audio album of sorts. But I bet it'll be very touching. I hope so. And then you'll yeah. just be shouting in a gym, and I'll be trying to shut you up. Yeah, but it also may be that I listen to five minutes and can't stand the things I'm saying. Here you go, Matt. This is from Bagel04. Sirs, I'm emailing to inform you that the entire Pistol Shrimps radio archive has been removed from Spotify. I truly believe that you are at the peak of podcasting of any form. Matt, I love you on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Mark, please recommend some podcasts you are in that aren't on Stitchy Preems. Stryer Drates, Lyle, P.S. No one else in my family listens to Pistol Shrimps Radio and they think I'm insane. P.P.S. I'm only 13. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's true? I absolutely think it's true. (laughs) <laughs> yes bagel 04 so. lyle whatever you go by um i feel like you might have this is from the 22nd of february so we did we did relaunch the show we put everything out for free now right i believe so we've we've been going back and forth like we're coming off of earwolf and i think there's the problem there's some things with the feed and we have this issue with super ego because what's on Spotify is more our SoundCloud feed, which is random stuff and like pistol shrimps. If anybody out there is like an RSS coding master, get in touch and we will pay you to work out some issues for us, both pistol shrimps, radio and super ego. These are things that like, we're fairly technically savvy and we do these things, but I can't, it's like algebra. Like I cannot, I cannot get myself to care enough to fix it. And I can't retain it. Anytime I figure something yeah. out, it's just for the very moment that it needs figuring out, and then I just jettison that information. Yeah, so if you're out there and you want, especially in these trying times, you want a, a little bit of work, uh, we'd be happy to provide it. This email is from Pro Monthly. Thanks for visiting these portable sanitation solutions. 
The WWETT show, Water and Wastewater Equipment Treatment and Transport, is the world's largest annual trade show in the environmental service industry. This year, over 12,000 people gathered from all parts of the world to see the latest in equipment and technology, attend education sessions led by the best in the business, and have funs with friends and colleagues. What the fuck is this? This is like a... Did you get a spam email? Yeah, this is from... And you're reading it? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the highlighted exhibitors of WWETT20 are Service Corps and PSAI. Will you forward that to Jill? (laughs) I'm going to put a blue flag by it. Actually forward that to Jill. I really will. Adam Floyd writes, what'd y'all think about the no time to die runtime? I don't care about length. I care about pacing. Love, Adam. I'm the same. Hey, man, if it's good and justifying that, then all the better, right? That's right. You want to have a miniature uh, James Bonding tangent? Yeah. With me instead of Matt Myra? We watched all the Daniel Craig movies in a row. What did you think? Were you doing that in preparation for No Time to Die? Look, I'm also holding up my Lego Aston Martin, which is something that that has kept me busy. Does that have like secret guns that come out of it? It has everything. Watch. An ejector seat? Watch. Oh, wow. Don't lose that. That's a thing I would have lost as a kid. Yeah. I would have launched that seat out and it would have gone under a couch and I never would have seen it again. Oil Revolving slate. license plates. Oh, yeah. It's got uh, rear bullet screen shield um, opening doors. It's got a telephone in the door. It's got the hood opens. It's got um, headlight machine guns. How long did it take you to build that guy? Not long enough. I uh, wanted it looking, to last longer. You're looking for a I serious thing, right? I couldn't stop. Oh, I think my uh, my earbuds are going to die. Uh-oh. That's all right. I just got that little note of the do-do-do-do-do. Oh, yeah. Well, we should probably wrap up soon anyway. Yeah, we're running it doesn't about mean an we can't here. do another one of these. We're this gonna... might be the opportunity for us to catch up to emails. I think we're going to have to, yeah. So, yeah, look, I'm ready for that movie. I'm sad that it's going to be delayed until the end of the year, but I guess that's what you got to do. They were the first to do it. And everybody goes like, How, oh, man, there's this one podcast where this guy got so upset <laughs> and like personally offended. And Is it James Bonding? It. No. <laughs> but man, they look they look pretty wise now, don't they, Mark? Yeah, I think they do. We got okay. some super ego questions here. Do you want to answer those? Sure. Hi, guys. Love PSR, but I also love super ego. I'm hoping you'll answer a couple of my super ego questions on a shrimp's mailbag episode. Who does Why the voice not? of Imogene? Is it Matt? I think it's Matt. When you're improvising together, do you have the Imogene vocal effect going on in everyone's headphones, or is the effect added later in editing? I like to imagine that it's the former because that seems really funny to me. Well, you haven't done that character in almost 15 years or something. No, that character is well retired. Yeah, uh, and justifiably uh, so. Yeah, and that is a post-production effect. And born out of that effect, right? It was just like, oh, yeah. we have these effects that we can throw on there. What's this like? All right, let's try that. Right. Which guys play the two Cylons? Is it always the same two? And same question above as hearing the voice effect during recording. That is James Bladen and me. As we the play Cylons. the Cylons. And that effect is done in post, though. Didn't we do it one time in we real time? We have done it live. Yes, through James's synthesizer keyboard rig thing yeah there was one time he came over and did like a vocoder strip club ad the gentleman's collar the gentleman's collar yeah but yeah we tried to use some of those effects to inspire ideas for characters and 
scenarios and what have you. Yeah. But mostly we did a, a Cylon sketch for the latest season, but it didn't didn't make it. Yeah. Couple more here, Matt, and then we'll wrap it up. Dire Straits, okay. Alchemy Live, greatest live el- live album ever made. I say yes. What about you, Lloyd Elmore? Oh, it'd be a tough to beat, man. Greatest I was putting live. together this this Aston Martin Lego, and I put on some sweet Knopfler tunes. I actually put on the um, soundtrack to Local Hero and Princess Bride, not at the same time, um, although they probably would sync up. They're very similar. Of and all time, I mean, it's got to be best live album of all time. Well, we maybe you just let Billboard magazine do the talking. It's probably Frampton Comes Alive. Uh, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, you have to you have to like it, right? Why is that the best just cuz of the engineering or what? No, that record was everywhere. I know. Millions but and millions make and it millions. The best. Well, it's that or Kiss Alive. You know what I loved is that 90s live album Fleetwood Mac put out where they did Silver Springs and they like basically like hate fuck saying to each other <laughs> and then i came to find out after reading i think his name is was his name ken keys their longtime engineer maybe said that Lindsay buckingham was such a perfectionist that he went in and overdubbed every instrument in that live recording oh, so what buddy. you're hearing is a studio live not even played live together he just redid everything and that's why it sounds so good well i'm just gonna throw out a modern classic beyonce's homecoming that mm. is a great live album. That is amazing. Mm. Also, we're in an era where people just are putting up bootlegs all the time. All, all through right. college, I would just get, I have a bootleg of the Jayhawks in like 1988. Oh, is it any good? I should send it to you. There's pedal steel on it. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'll send that over to you. This, okay. It, I don't want to say what the greatest ever made is because I don't know. I haven't heard it all. Yeah. All right. M- Mark and Matt, good to see you. Good. To see you. Thank you for all the great content. Your shows have helped me, like so many other fellow boogies, through some hard times. I'm working on a sci-fi novel, and I would like to request some of the weird futuristic Space Navy personnel names and ranks. Wait. I'm working on a sci-fi novel, and would like to request that you list off some weird futuristic Space Navy personnel names with ranks. I already have a plan to incorporate as many of them as possible into the story. Looking forward to whatever show you guys make next. This is from Rick. Okay, I got one. Yeoman Joe Flan. Lance Corporal Rance Orful. Silent Major Steve Bubbs, B-U-B-B-S. Chief Justice Stone Kitch. <laughs> Tooth Sergeant Ridiculous Rip. Atmosphere Engineer Eleanor Quibley. Botox specialist Pabby. Lizard man mammal boy. Chief Chaplain Christian Bill the Total Jill. El Riviera the pilot. General George S. Custer. Feline Duster. Transient Port Authority Man, Kyle. (laughs) Space Exploder, Babies. Well, Rick, I hope that helps you with your book. No need to hope, it did. (laughs) All right, Matt, we got through some emails, and we're an hour in. You think that's good? 
I think it's good because I gotta you gotta send me your file over and I gotta oh, put it in and then thing. we'll post right. this baby. Yeah. Hopefully up up today at some point. Well so it stays au courant. Let me just say this. I love my wife with my whole heart. It's our sixth anniversary. We had I had plans to do stuff and we just can't do it. So right. this will have to be my little your- heartfelt shout out to my wife, Christina. I love you so very much. Happy and I love you a little bit more. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, Mark, my boogie, I hope you guys do have a nice anniversary. Yeah, I think uh, I think we will. And, uh, oh, look, it's, oh. Oh, my God, Matt. It's a vegan. You're oh, getting a hot dog? Brought me in a vegan sausage dog. Hello. I guess that's my cue. <laughs> We're going to have to head inside myself to get a little something to eat myself. Do it, buddy. Okay. For All Pistol right, Shrimps Radio, this is Kidge the Wonder Bib. He's got himself an inflatable squo. Cobra! Cobra!